Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, January 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Employees at the St. Louis Aquarium are worried about contracting coronavirus. They say management is not strictly enforcing safety rules. They just kind of gave up on caring about us and just started caring about how can we bring in the most amount of guests to make the most amount of money. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff speaks with several current and former employees who say management has created an unsafe working environment. County health departments are promoting online forms for people to pre-register for coronavirus vaccine. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. The online forms ask for residents' names, contact information, and health risks. County health officials will use that information to notify people when they are eligible to receive a vaccination. St. Louis, St. Charles, Madison, and Jefferson counties are among the St. Louis area counties that are taking signups now. More than 100,000 people have already pre-registered on St. Louis County's form alone. That will help the county schedule vaccinations once the supply catches up. Health departments in both Missouri and Illinois expect to receive more doses in February, enough for many counties to start administering vaccinations to people 65 and older and those with chronic health conditions. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. And following up a bit on Kayla's report, officials say more than 172,000 people in St. Louis County have registered for the COVID-19 vaccine. The local health department so far only has received 975 doses. The Post-Dispatch reports the county expects more doses to arrive today, and more people are now eligible for vaccinations in Missouri, including older residents and those with certain pre-existing conditions. A new study shows more than 130 people died at the hands of local police in the St. Louis area over the past 10 years. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports a local advocacy group hopes that information will lead to change. The study from Arch City Defenders reports St. Louis City Police killed more people per capita than any of the largest 100 police departments in the United States. Gina Torres's son, Isaiah Hammett, was shot and killed by St. Louis Police during a no-knock warrant search in 2017. Torres says that's made it impossible for her family to trust the police. Like, my children, like, how are they supposed to be or think... Like, if something happened, like, to call the police. They got to call the police because the police killed their brother. Some reform advocates are recommending that all investigations of police shootings be handled by independent prosecutors. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. The city of Crestwood is in the early stages of planning and finance approvals for the latest redevelopment plan at the old Crestwood Mall site. Deerberg's Markets and McBride Homes are acquiring the nearly 50 acres on Watson Road for a mixed-use development. It's the fourth big plan for the site in less than a decade, and City Administrator Chris Simpson hopes this one sticks. With prior projects, we had developers who didn't have those major users lined up, the people who were actually going to occupy the site. Deerberg's and McBride are going to occupy the site. And so that is a big, big question mark that's been filled in on this project. Deerberg's is planning a 70,000-square-foot grocery store along with other retail and eating options. McBride wants to build around 80 homes on the property. Barring any unforeseen hurdles, Simpson says the city's financing and planning approvals should be complete in June or July. (music) 
The St. Louis Aquarium was a big hit when it opened, Christmas Day 2019. And then, three months later, the pandemic struck. This summer, the aquarium welcomed guests back, but some employees say the attraction is not doing a good enough job of enforcing COVID-19 rules, including masks and social distancing. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff spoke with one dozen current and former employees who say management has created an unsafe and toxic work environment. Before Justin Bohm left his entry-level job at the downtown-based St. Louis Aquarium in October, he was dealing with a lot of anxiety, being around thousands of people every day. He has asthma, and he worried constantly about exposing himself and other members of his family to the coronavirus. Because it seemed like they just kind of gave up on caring about us and just started caring about how can we bring in the most amount of guests to make the most amount of money. Bohm took another job that pays less money to get out of the aquarium. Now he's speaking up publicly about the working conditions there. Bohm isn't the only one. Several current and former employees are saying management isn't strictly enforcing COVID-19 rules, like masks and social distancing, putting their health at risk. At least 10 out of about 130 employees have tested positive for COVID-19 since August, according to emails from management obtained by St. Louis Public Radio. And many others say they've been exposed and had to get tested. Tammy Brown is the St. Louis Aquarium director. She says it's doing everything it can to protect its employees and has never broken protocol. It has been, um, you know, really tough getting everything in order for the uh, policies and procedures to make sure that our team, our animals, and our guests are uh, safe. But that is our highest priority, and it always has been. Employees say there are rules, but managers don't always enforce them. For instance, a current employee says this summer he saw Brown let a guest in with a fever after the person complained. We're not using the employee's name or voice to protect his job. I was shocked. I was like, no way. Like, what's the point of any of this if the first person that comes in with a fever, we just let them in? Like, it's just to look like we're following protocols. You don't, you don't give a Multiple employees we spoke with say the thermal scanner used to read temperatures doesn't always work. They also say managers have, at times, encouraged them to rush guests through the temperature scan before getting an accurate read to move the line along. Brown denies the allegations, as well as claims they're letting in too many people. She says the aquarium is operating at 50 percent capacity, as mandated by the city, but she declined to provide attendance figures. Several current employees say it's impossible to socially distance themselves from guests, especially on the weekends. Here's another employee. Again, we're not using her name or voice to protect her job. They're so close to me, within a foot actually. There's one specific touch pool, it's our doctor fish habitat, where the guests just come up and they're trying to take pictures and everything. And I've had people like pretty much shove me out of the way just to get their pictures, and I feel so unsafe there. Some employees and aquarium guests have complained about these issues to the city. Data from the Citizen Service Bureau show the aquarium received the third highest number of COVID business complaints last year, at more than 30. Most of them were filed over the summer, complaining the venue was too crowded and people weren't wearing masks. Health Department Director Dr. Fred Eckel says his office has investigated every complaint. In fact, the department has given verbal advice, reminding managers of the rules on nine occasions. But he says they've never seen anything wrong during in-person visits. 
what we've seen majority of the time with the St. Louis Aquarium is that um, when the staff go on site, you know, there's compliance with city requirements. And so um, we take that into account. Eccles says there's no need for further action right now. Out of all the complaints the department has received over the course of the pandemic, he says 34 is not a lot. Aquarium employees, though, feel at risk and have tried to get management to listen. Former employee Caroline Patterson says instead of hearing their concerns, the aquarium retaliated against them. And we had given a list to management of like our concerns, COVID-related concerns, guest experience concerns and suggested solutions for those problems. And I signed it as well as about 20 other guest experience associates. Shortly after, she suggested employees stage a walkout in protest of the working conditions. She believes the aquarium fired her and three other employees for being vocal critics. Patterson says they were all told they created a negative environment. Current employees tell us after that event, they felt stuck. They're anxious and scared, but they also need a paycheck. And finding another job isn't easy during a pandemic. Dina Trainin, a therapist and founder of the Care Collective, says these conditions add up to a toxic work environment. She says that can cause stress, anxiety, and depression among employees. To not know if you are going to be exposed to COVID because you need a paycheck is absolutely a toxic work environment. And for an employee to feel as if their employer and to experience their employer as not caring about their physical or mental health is also a toxic work environment. But Brown, the aquarium director, doesn't see how it could be considered a toxic workplace. She claims the city's public health department has never issued verbal advice. When asked whether employees have been fired for raising concerns, she says it's an HR issue she can't comment on. After receiving complaints from employees, Brown says she launched a culture committee, something she was already working on. But employees we spoke with for this story say that committee hasn't eased their concerns. Brown says from her point of view, the aquarium is a great place to work. If somebody is unhappy with the aquarium, I, I definitely want to you know, hear from a team member what their concerns are and we, we try to work. But honestly, in the end, it's possible that it's just not the right place for a team member. All of the employees we spoke with for this story told us they joined the aquarium because they were excited to be a part of a new animal conservation effort, something that also promised to breathe new life into downtown St. Louis. But as one current employee puts it, that revitalization has come at the expense of those who work there. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Jonathan All will be behind the microphone tomorrow. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.